Welcome once again to Rediscovering Your Passion and Purpose with Patty. And I am Patty Stulen. I am the Chief Pathfinder of Pathways with Patty. And uh, as we have begun this new year of 2024, uh, my guests just continue to bring us enlightenment, joy, hope, motivation, and inspiration. And today, my guest is no exception to that rule. This week, my guest is Nicole Starbuck. She is a psychic empath, quantum energy healer, spiritual mentor, and life coach, empowering people to ignite their intuition and supercharge their psychic skills so they can make their dreams a reality. Well, Nicole, hello and welcome to the podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me and for that beautiful introduction. Such an honor and privilege to be here. So how are you today? I'm doing great. Thanks for asking. Excellent. Well, um, I would love for you to be able to tell our audience how you discovered your passion and purpose or whether or not you would consider it to be a rediscovering of your passion and purpose by telling our audience your story and maybe some of the challenges and obstacles and things throughout your life uh, that you have experienced to bring you with us here today. Oh, excellent. Thank you. So to start this story, I actually need to go back way to the beginning of when I first discovered my spiritual gift and ability, which is psychic intuition. And I believe every single one of us is psychic. It's just that over time and through social conditioning, we lose touch with that. But I realized this for myself when I was nine years old, I was coming out of school to get picked up and just out of nowhere I had this random thought a bird's gonna poop on me right now and I kid you not it did like a couple seconds later it landed right here on my arm and I remember looking down thinking oh my gosh this is so gross and also I can't believe I just predicted this (laughs) and I (laughs) I go to the bathroom to wash it off I get in the car and I'm just kind of keeping this to myself Because I grew up in a very conservative religious household where these kinds of things weren't really talked about and they were, and when Mm -hmm. they were, it was in a lot of mysticism and concern, it was um, demonized in a way and it was thought that these Mm -hmm. kinds of things were evil. And so I didn't know that for myself. And so Mm -hmm. I kept it to myself, but that didn't stop what was coming through from coming through. Mm -hmm. I was getting a lot of predictive dreams and premonitions and visions, and then they would actually happen. And so imagine being nine years old, having this happening, and I just kept it to myself. I ended up having a lot of anxiety because I would have these visions and they would come true. I felt like I couldn't control what was happening to me. I couldn't control the outcomes that I was seeing. This led to a lot of depression because I wasn't living in alignment with my authentic truth. I didn't feel like I had the safe space to really develop my skills in a, in a supportive way. And I just like kept pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down. And I thought Mm -hmm. that I was doing everything right, you know, go to school, 
get good grades, get a good job, and everything's going to be fine. It's like mm-hmm. the American dream. Mm-hmm. And it was not fine. I ended up in the ER with a panic attack, and they were really pushing for psychiatric medication for the anxiety and depression. I also had at that time a lot of chronic illness. Mm. So I believe that symptoms are warning signs for our bodies um, telling us to slow down or stop, but I wasn't mm-hmm. listening. So I had mm-hmm. a lot of disease or disuse oh, in that's... my in my body. Yeah. Wow. And this was really the first wake up call that something needed to shift. And I started, I actually quit my job, my good paying job with good benefits, quit my job, took a lower paying job and started on this personal growth journey of mindset work, affirmations, got my mind right, got my body right. Because in this process, I had also developed an eating disorder known as orthorexia, which is ironically an unhealthy obsession with eating healthy. I didn't know that was a thing until I experienced it. Yeah, because it's all this control issues, right? Like you feel so out of control in your life. You're looking for any little thing that you can to control. And so for me, that was my eating. Can I I ask you, can I ask you something real quick? Yeah. Uh, Up to this point, uh, from nine years old and until you're an adult, uh, did you, did you, were you able to do any kind of research or um, had you heard anything about uh, psychic abilities or intuitions or or any of that? Or did you no. have the opportunity or, or look into what any of that was or what any of that meant? No, I, I was not, I, I wasn't even allowed to read Harry Potter. <laughs> okay. Up. when we would do even like like Halloween activities or anything like that I had to go sit in the back of the class and do something else I was not permitted to participate in anything remotely um what 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 my parents would describe as witchy right so so even going into adulthood you're still you still do not understand what these visions or premonitions or any of this stuff is or what it's about correct exactly yeah exactly so I was just like oh I see things and they happen and now I'm scared because I can't change what's happening but it's happening anyway and it just Mm -hmm. it was it was a lot up and up through my 20s so when this first awakening happened of waking up in the ER after having a panic attack that was my first sign something needed to shift and I thought and it and it helped mindset personal growth development helped but as the years went on so that was my early 20s as the years went on I got to be in my later 20s and I realized I was still missing that I was still Mm -hmm. missing the whole psychic intuition I was still missing my soul my spirit and I got to be in a very very dark place Mm. it 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 got to be that I was in so much physical and emotional pain. I did not want to get out of bed in the morning. Everything hurt. Mm-hmm. Every, everything hurt. My my eyeballs hurt. My ears hurt. Like my nose, hurt, like all my joints and my bones and everything hurt. And I just, I, I remember this so clearly. I remember being in the shower thinking, God, I just, I just wanted to stop. I just wanted to stop. Like I just want to give up and it was like this voice came in I heard it it's like this voice came in and it said don't stop there's purpose in the pain keep Mm. going and like just talking about makes me want to cry because it's like I I just I knew I knew in that moment that everything that I was going through was to help other people through that same or similar situation. Now, did you know or think at that time that this was a higher source that was talking to you? 
not at the time, but now I do. It's just like, it just felt like a voice. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's like the voice of God. So I guess maybe in a way I did, but now uh-huh. I'm being right 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 maybe it was like my higher self time traveling and coming back yeah. and okay. but um no I just knew and so I started resonating with anything with the word soul anything oh. with the word soul I just I I'd wanted to be a part of it so I joined oh. a Facebook group called visionary soul they were hosting a retreat in Sedona called soul on fire if anyone oh. no one's ever been to Sedona I'd highly highly recommend it just like stepping into Sedona it's a whole other vibe so I go to this retreat and I'm just like minding my own business I'm like oh I'm a like life coach whatever like just like, <laughs> like right and um so this woman one of the facilitators is doing um something called light language on one of the gals if anyone's not familiar with light language it's um you may have heard it called speaking in tongues but it can actually come through as spoken word as sung song it can be through emotions with the hands it can be written down like it looks like little scribbles but it's actually little symbols so she's doing this light language with her hands and she's doing these motions on this girl's back and she's recalibrating her energy system right I don't I don't really understand it at the time and I'm like oh that's cool like do me do me like I don't know what I'm (laughs) I'm studying into And so she goes, she, it's my turn. And she's, she's doing this light language on me. She's working on my back and just out of nowhere, she goes, oh, you're psychic. And I'm thinking, oh my gosh, like, how do you know? This is my secret. Like, I don't tell anybody. <laughs> this. like, oh, like, oh, she's like, actually, this is what you're supposed to be doing in the world. And I was, I was so scared. Like I oh, was yes. so scared. <laughs> and she helped me through light language and some other uh, modalities helped me to shift and clear the resistance I had I'd created around even saying the word psychic, because for me growing up, that was like, that was like a bad word. That was like, that was evil. Like that was like, mm-hmm. you just didn't, you just didn't do that. So and while she's doing this light language, do you physically feel a difference? I could see it. It was kind of like, um, like in my mind's eye, it looked like, like a like a web or a tapestry or like um in in technical terms a sort of like computer hardware mm-hmm, like the mm-hmm. actual computer parts and when she was going in it I could see like the things shifting and unlocking it was like she was recoding me like using locks and keys to shift and realign oh my and open me up to my my purpose which is like oh you're psychic and also you're supposed to be doing this in the world wow and so I was terrified because growing up, I was told this was not, you know, this was not a thing. We don't do mm-hmm. this. Um, my husband who had been married with, um, at that time, it had been 10 years. Like he didn't know this was a thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just, I just went all in. I just went all in. I changed my, my handle to psychic Starbuck on social media. I like bought a book on psychic intuition. I read that cover to cover several times. I started offering professional psychic readings to practice my skills. I used to offer readings for a dollar, <laughs> believe it or not. Um, I got trained and certified in some different healing modalities like guided meditation, hypnosis, quantum energy, healing, Reiki, um, light language. Not that like you can't get certified in like, cause it's just that you just, you just do right, it. But um, right, right. you know, I, I studied some different things and I started offering that professionally as well. And then I realized that uh, this all wanted to come into my life coaching. I started out as a life coach, turned into a holistic self-care coach, and then it turned into spiritual coaching. So it all came together. And between my coaching practice and my psychic readings, I realized that many of the people that were coming to me were also highly sensitive highly empathic they just hadn't realized it yet they were exactly mm-hmm. where I was a few years before of not 
fully tapping into their empathic abilities. But what was happening was if we understand like as an empath, it's kind of like we're sponges. And Mm -hmm. if we're a sponge and we walk into a room and say it's like a smoky bar and there's lots of drinking and smoking and all these like everyone has their own energy, their own vibration, you walk out of that bar, you're still holding on to all that. Mm. And if you're Mm -hmm. not shifting and clearing that, it's going to find somewhere in your body to, to stick onto. And this is how we end up with pain and fatigue and chronic illness. It's not actually our energy. Okay. And so I thought, Oh, like rather than addressing the symptoms, which is like, Oh, I'm like, pretend I'm a psychic and I don't know that I'm psychic and I want this reading psychic reading for confirmation for something that I already actually know the answer to. It's like, okay, instead of just doing that and treating the symptom, why don't we actually address the root cause, which is, hey, you're also very psychic. Let's help you develop your psychic skills. So now that's what I do is I still do offer readings upon request, but my main primary focus is showing other emerging empaths how to ignite their intuition and sharpen their psychic skills so that they can trust themselves. So, um, I know myself, I don't have this a lot, but as long as I can remember, I will have a dream. And when I wake up in the morning, I don't remember the dream. However, sometime in the future, all of a sudden, I will realize that I am either doing something or having a conversation with somebody. And I will immediately remember that I had a dream about me being in that particular situation or doing whatever that was is is that some type of psychic what i don't know what term to use for it yes yes psychic phenomenon is the way to describe it or you know psychic thing could be could be used to um absolutely yes and i get this question a lot and the reason why it can come through in the dreams and not necessarily in waking life is that in waking life it's so easy for us to, for the left brain to kick in the logical part of us that Mm -hmm. wants to rationalize and it'll dismiss it. Mm. And so in the dreams, that part of the brain shuts off. We are very much in this calm, relaxed state where when something comes through, we're more accepting of it. Oh, interesting. Wow. Um, Can you tell our audience, because I know that the term is used a lot, but could you please explain what empathic means or if somebody has that ability, what what does that exactly mean? Yes. I'm actually going to back up and start with psychic to like demystify that. So psychic is an umbrella term for anyone and anything that experiences energy and energy is all around us. It's in us. It's moving through this. It's what some people would call like vibration or frequency. It's that sort of atoms all Mm -hmm. around us, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so when we understand that now everyone experiences energy, like if you're living and breathing, you're, you're experiencing energy, you're breathing air, you're drinking water, you're eating food. You are in fact psychic. Now there are different flavors of that one of which is an empath. So an empath is somebody that's not just going to understand someone's feelings, but also feel the feelings. And Mm -hmm. I liken empath to, um, if we understand the Claire, so most people are familiar with clairvoyance, right? Clear Mm -hmm. seeing. Mm -hmm. You may also be familiar with clairaudience, which is clear hearing. We also have um, claircognizance, which is clear knowing. Clairsentience is clear feeling. 
So clairsentience mm. is the ability to feel what other people are feeling. So I actually call myself mm. a psychic empath to differentiate myself from one of the other flavors, which is a psychic medium. So Got many it. people hear the word psychic, they automatically assume, oh, that person talks to ghosts. They can probably, but not necessarily. So it's kind of like this idea of um, all, all squares are rectangles, but not all rectangles are squares. So okay. all mediums are psychics, not all psychics are mediums. So a medium is someone that, that communicates specifically with disembodied spirits or what some people would call ghosts or um, deceased loved ones. And so an empath will process energy primarily through the body and feeling what other people are feeling and using their body as a sort of divination tool or like some people use pendulum and tarot. It's, it's using the um, empath of being an empath is using the body. Mm -hmm. And so we also have something called a channel where you're just receiving messages, not necessarily from ghosts or just embodied spirits, but any spirit angels mm -hmm. ancestors ascended masters power animals uh what else do we have i'm probably forgetting something but any anything mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. and it could also be you know just these loved ones or, or a ghost but there's lots and lots of other energies and entities and i think that's one of the things that scares people about psychics is or this the psychic realm is they automatically assume they're going to open themselves up to say like evil or dark spirits that's not okay. really the case and if you are understanding how to protect your energy and set intentions you're only ever going to connect in with whatever's for your greatest good or highest potential we're not going to attract anything that's going to to lead us down a path that's not for our greatest good and so we have that that channeling ability and then taking this a step further, if you are channeling and then also sharing those messages in some way, this is where we get the oracle. So an oracle is somebody that doesn't just receive the messages that actually shares them in some way. And so now with online presence being such a big thing and social media being so prevalent, we have a lot of online oracles, which, such as mm -hmm. myself showing up on a podcast is being able to share messages in some sort of form. Wow. Um it, it, it's so interesting you you talking about this because um i i believe that for myself it, but i didn't really start figuring out until probably the last year or two i i, I believe my whole life i have been a, an empath because how you just described that um I just had an aha moment. In fact, my eyes started tearing up just a moment ago because of that aha moment. Because as I told you before we got started, I've been kind of melancholy the last couple of days. And I really truly believe it's because I have several very close friends and family members that have either experienced a death in the family or um, I have a relative that is in hospice that it probably will not live out the rest of the month. And I have several other friends that are suffering from a very from a life-threatening disease. I believe that I've taken on so so much of that. Is is that part of being an empath? Absolutely, absolutely. And bringing our awareness to that is actually a really, really important step in shifting and clearing that, so that we're not internalizing it. Okay. Well, so when, when you start to feel the feels and it doesn't feel like yourself, it's like, Ooh, yeah, is this actually mine? That's a great question. Is this actually mine? And right. You just, you've just identified it's not. And it's like, okay, 
Is there, is there something I'm supposed to see or hear or feel or experience or know? Is there something that spirit's calling me to take away from this? And if yes, mm-hmm. tuning into that and feeling what that is for you, is there some sort of message? And if not, then what feels really good for you to shift that away? Maybe that is, you know, talking it out. Like we're talking it out right now. Maybe that's journaling. Maybe that's meditating. Maybe that's taking a shower. Maybe that's going for a walk. Maybe that's dance or movement, yoga. Mm -hmm. Start tuning into what am I actually feeling called to step into? And then what's the, what's the message here? And when is it time to shift that? Okay. Well, you just, you just answered my next question is okay. Now, now that I feel like I'm identifying what's creating the melancholy, what do I do? And you just, you just said exactly what, what, what I need to do. And my number one go-to is always to go for a walk Mm -hmm. for some reason that, that helps me more than anything. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. That that's quite the aha moment for me. Thank you so much for that. I mean, wow, that that's very, very enlightening. So, um, does your family or have you shared with your family, um, your story about knowing since you were nine year nine years old that you've had this ability, or is that something that, you know, because of your religious background that you don't, you haven't shared that, or it's not something that you talk about? Yeah, I, I have shared it. There was a couple of instances where I came out of the broom closet unexpectedly and it's kind of turned into one of those things like don't ask, don't tell. They, mm-hmm. they don't ask me about it and I don't mm-hmm. tell them about it. And mm-hmm. I'm kind of playing with that energy because on the one hand, it's like, I don't feel that I, I need to make other people comfortable but it's Mm -hmm. also not something that I have to like throw in people's faces and 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 flaunt but I'm an open book so if anyone ever has any questions wants to find out more I'm happy to share so the two instances that that have happened are one um as I was going through this spiritual reawakening where I reactivated my psychic gifts and started offering professional psychic readings Things in my relationship with my husband were taking a turn and I actually stepped away. I, I, I left the house and went to go live with my mom for a couple of months as I gained clarity and, and felt into what was what was still in alignment for me. And while I was there, I didn't even think about it because it wasn't a thing to me, but I had set my tarot cards out on the bookshelf in the room that I was staying in. And I guess she was vacuuming or something. She came into the room. She happened to see them. And she asked me about it and she was very deeply concerned because in her mind, this is like mm-hmm. devil gateway. worshiping or something. Yes, exactly. Like this is yes. evil, this is satanic. And I'm like, actually, mom, these are just a visual representation of what you already know to be true. They're just, they're just a tool. And actually I don't even need them because I've had this gift. I call it, you had, I have to switch my terminology and change it to things that she'll understand. So in the Bible, mm-hmm. it's called the gift of prophecy that I have the gift of prophecy. I've had it since I was nine years old and I have these dreams and visions and premonitions and also they come true. And I'm exploring how to develop that in a way that's safe. And I found that sometimes the the tarot or the pendulum helps me to discern when I'm kind of like too emotionally involved in something to get a clear answer, but I'm getting to the point where I don't need them anymore. And actually I haven't touched my tarot cards in months now because I I just, I, I like, I already, I use mm-hmm. my body as, as a pendulum. Mm-hmm. And so that was the conversation with her. But I mean, it's coming up even recently, and this was years ago already, but it's coming up recently. 
where she's actually living with us right now. So she sold her home. She's here in Houston where we live and she's living with us. And I had received a package from a friend. I had ordered um, a little kit to do a ritual and um, it said, which he retreat on it, which is the name of my friend's business who sent me the, the package. And my mom checked the mail. And she mm. goes, she's like, I wasn't trying to pry, but like, I just happened to see this witchy, like, are you into witchcraft? And I'm like, oh, oh mom, like, first of all, like, we need to define what you think witchcraft is because it's not what I actually practice. And I said, also, and I like didn't want to like, she was asking mm-hmm. me like, as I had to like go get the baby. And I was like, I said, mom, like sometimes I light a candle and set an intention. Like, if you think that's witchcraft, I I don't know what to tell you, but that's, mm-hmm that's the extent of what mm-hmm. I do and um she's like okay but I'm concerned and I'm like you don't need to be concerned <laughs> you're okay so that was the conversation with her um and then with my husband so when I had um stepped away I was gone for two months um this was right at the end of 2019 stepping into 2020 so I felt that something was coming. It was actually the reason why we had sold our house in 2019. I just had this feeling. I said, something really bad's going to happen in early 2020. And I don't know what it is, but I just feel it. I was like, we need to sell our house. And then, then I go to live with my mom and it gets to be February, 2020. And like, we all know what's coming. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and I could feel it. And, and I was actually about to like sign divorce papers. Like I had already contacted the lawyer. I had already filled them out was about to like send them with the courier and spirit came in it was very clear spirit came in and was like can you honestly say that you did everything in your power to make this relationship work and I was like oh excuse me (laughs) why you gotta be right like why you gotta be right and I was like I was so ready I was so ready to let it go I was so ready and um my husband my husband was actually traveling because as we're taking a break he's off in South America figuring things out for himself he had also let it go Mm. and I had to call him on like WhatsApp because he's you know there's no data in in South America where he's at and uh we're like okay like we're gonna try this again and uh we got back got back together went on a couple's retreat like we renewed our vow made a sacred covenant because when we got married I was 20 and 21 I was 20 Mm -hmm. he was 21 Mm -hmm. we were doing like I didn't realize your brain doesn't stop developing until your mid-20s and this was long before I reactivated my psychic gifts because I had pushed it down so all all we knew was oh Nicole's really sensitive Nicole's really anxious Nicole's really depressed Nicole has a lot of health issues that's all we Mm -hmm. knew Mm -hmm. we weren't we weren't making the connection. Right. And so it's like, I came back and I was like, Hey, like, this is the thing. And this is what's been happening. And I need to know if you're on board and he's like, doesn't understand it. Like kind of uncomfortable with it. And it's like, I don't know, like I'm on the fence. I'm like, well, let's just see. But meanwhile, it's interesting, like how things unfolded. So then the COVID happens and I'm like, Oh, here it is. The thing I predicted. Right. And uh, (laughs) I was supposed to go on a trip to South America, not South America. That was my husband. I was supposed to go to India and um, the week of my trip, COVID was hitting India. So they canceled my trip. And that was actually the week that we ended up um, conceiving our daughter. So if I had gone, mm-hmm. wouldn't have had her. So all these, all this stuff mm-hmm. is unfolding. Mm-hmm. Now, this was again, several years ago. And um, it's interesting how things have been progressing. So when I was growing up, I went to church my whole life. I grew up in the church. And I got to be about 16 and things, I was questioning things, but in, in that 
upbringing, you don't question, right? If you question, mm-hmm. it's like, there's something wrong with you. Mm-hmm. Then I got to be 18. I met my husband when I was 18. We didn't go to church. We were in college In college. You just, that's not really a thing. You don't really go to church. Um, and then we got to be out of college. We started going back to church. I actually credit church to helping me to quit my job, which was the soul sucking job that like mm-hmm. gave me the panic attack. So I credit mm-hmm. that to my experience in church. Then uh, COVID happened as I was stepping into my psychic gifts and abilities. And we didn't go to church because church wasn't open. So I'm in this sort of like incubator, developing, learning, growing. Right. Right. We moved to Texas where the laws here are a lot more relaxed. We have, we, we brought our two month old daughter and then we had a son and then it gets to be like 2023 and we're like, oh, we haven't been to church in three years. I'm a completely different person, no, a completely different person. <laughs> and I was so scared. I was so scared to step back into church because there's this real fear of like, oh, like if I'm a psychic empath, if I'm a quantum energy healer, if I'm what some people would call a witch, like if I step into church, they're gonna they're gonna ostracize me. Right. They're gonna, they're gonna excommunicate me. I'm gonna get punished. I'm gonna get killed. I was like so afraid. And I, I resisted it for a long time. My husband's like, hey, like, when are we going to go back? I'm like, oh, I'm making excuses. Oh, the baby's little. Oh, I'm pregnant again. Like, oh, now this baby's little. Like, wow. Like, right, right, right. Excuse, excuse, excuse. Excuse, excuse, excuse. And finally, Spirit's like, actually, uh, you need to go back, like, now. And I was like, oh. Wow. Like, why? And it, I'm, I'm the one that, like, talks back. Like, why do I have to go back, right? <laughs> and... um you know, it said, there's this conversation you're supposed to have there. And if you don't have this conversation, you're actually not going to move forward in your life. I'm like, Ooh. oh, man, right? That's like, a, like I, that's I get a big like, message. I get like <laughs> the big downloads, right? Yeah. Like, I get, like the big one. Um, so I go back to church and I'm waiting and I'm waiting and I'm like, okay, like, what's this conversation? What's this conversation? And then one of the Bible school leaders, um, she friend requests me on Facebook and I'm like, oh, she saw my stuff. I know it because it's, it's all right. It's, I have a public profile. It's right on there. Uh-huh. I thought she saw my stuff and um, I kind of sit on her friend request for a few days pretending I didn't see it. Finally, I accept it. Um, once I've accepted it, she then uh, church asked me if I want to go to coffee and I'm like, oh, she wants to talk to me about my Facebook. I know it. I just, I feel it. And my human's like, I do not want to go to coffee. And spirit's like, you're going to coffee. And I was like, okay. <laughs> So internal battle. (laughs) And then at the last minute, she's like, by the way, I'm bringing one of the other girls from, from Bible study. And I'm like, they're going to interrogate me. I was like, oh, great. So I go to coffee and sure enough, you know, she, she buys me a little coffee and a pastry. That's nice. Right. And then I sit down and it's her and this other woman. She's like, okay, like, I want to talk to you about your Facebook profile. Oh, Oh, you're right. And she's like, I'm, I'm deeply concerned about what you're doing. And it seems like you're on a dark path and you're leading people astray. And I'm like, oh dear, like you have no idea what I'm doing. (laughs) Right. Right. You don't know what I do. You have so many misconceptions about what I do. And I said, look, I said, I don't feel like I should have to defend myself. I said, but I'm also an open book and I don't have anything to hide. So if you're willing to approach this with an open mind, not that you have to agree, but if you're willing to approach it with an open mind and actually hear me out and what I have to say, then I'm happy to share. And so we had a 90 minute conversation. Wow. 
a 90 minute conversation about my beliefs and my theology and why I'm there at the church. And like, why would I bring my kids to a church if I like believe in crystals and all this other stuff? And Mm -hmm. in, in, in her mind, it's like, okay, you have the Bible as the only source of truth and that's it. And, and like, in my mind, I'm like, well, why would you limit God to just like one source that actually was like, not manipulated, but you know, curated. Right, right, right. I said, God is so much bigger than that. And she's like, you can't blend Christ consciousness in the cosmos. And I was like, actually, that's why I'm here. And I realized I said, this was the conversation. This was it. This is the conversation I was supposed to have. And so eventually I needed to leave because Raleigh needed the car to, to go to some other appointment. But I get in the car and I actually didn't, I was so, I was so proud of myself. I didn't cry the whole conversation because part of me would have been like, oh my God, it wasn't it. I was like, sit in my ground, sit in my power, spoke my truth, right? I get in the car and I get about halfway home. It's a 10 minute drive. I get about five minutes into the drive and I start pulling, like just like all this karmic relief. It felt like chains breaking mm. because I realized 200 years ago, I would have been burned at the stake yes for yes who I was yes and I just felt like like I'm the I'm the healer like not just for me but like for my whole family for, mm-hmm. for my mom who has her own fears and witch mm-hmm. wounds regarding like her power and hiding herself and her truth and for her mom and her mom and her mom and then I see like my daughter now who's almost three coming into her gifts mm-hmm. and I share this because there's been other, you were asking the question, like, well, how does your family feel about it? Right. My husband and I are still having conversations about this. Cause even before this conversation with the women from church, when we started going back to church back, I think it was in March or April of this year, he was like, how do you reconcile your practice, your spiritual practice with, with church? Right. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's like, it's, it's the same. There's just, we use different terms. So prayer and meditation like prayer is the asking meditation is the receiving of answers Mm -hmm. uh magic and miracles right Mm -hmm. things you can't explain they just they just appear out of thin air right Right. Uh, manifestation is answer to prayer Mm -hmm. and so there's no there's no difference and that's what i'm trying to get people to see And, and when i came out of this conversation i was so lit up i was so on fire it was actually the catalyst for um me joining the Facebook group where I think is where we met. And I like to play little games with spirit. So um, spirit said, okay, it's time to get on podcasts and have conversations about what you just talked about so that you can show people these are not two mutually exclusive worlds, but actually they're, they're the same. And I was like, okay, well, if I'm supposed to be on podcast, how do you expect me to find hosts? Cause I don't, I don't have a podcast. So I'm like, how, how mm-hmm. am I supposed to find these people? They said, well, we'll show you. So they show me this Facebook group. And I'm like, okay, that's great. Um, but if you're really serious about this, I need you to show me again tomorrow. Show me in the next 24 hours, the same group. Mm-hmm. And you know, the chances of it showing you the same group twice is like very slim. And the next day it showed me the group again. So I'm like, okay, this is it. So I think this, this happened a few months ago. Now it's been a few months, but, um, I think I've been on 45 something different podcasts. Since oh my goodness. In the past, in the past um, spirit has you busy (laughs) busy and it's slowing down now so spirit's like okay now you're done you've you've done you've done the thing and we're like okay great yeah Mm -hmm. so like 40 something different podcasts and a dozen different summits online summits so um but here's the thing is like as I'm growing right and on the one hand it's like 
there was this feeling of if I go all in on this path, am I going to outgrow my partner? Am I going mm. to disappoint my mom? And it's like, maybe, but also like, are you going to keep hiding yourself just because it makes other people uncomfortable? Right. Yeah. And we right. get, we get to, um, this happened actually just a couple weeks ago where I was hosting a retreat and it was the first retreat where um, both men and women were invited because historically I've only hosted women's only events. Mm-hmm. And I knew that this retreat needed to happen. There was some sort of healing that needed to happen between me and my husband and, and the husbands of the other women too. Like something needed to happen here. And I was like, I was like, oh my gosh, if I do this, it's either going to make or break my relationship. Right. And we're getting into the retreat. It's the morning of the retreat. It's the morning of the retreat. And my husband goes like, uh, I have to tell you that I haven't been very strong in my faith and I feel like I need to pray more. And like, actually, I think that what you do is like wrong, like morally wrong. And I'm like, oh, this wow. is bomb. This is a bomb right before my event that I'm supposed to drive to in like two hours. I was like, okay, like let's unpack this because first of all, I don't think you really know what I do because you haven't seen what I do and that's why you're invited to the retreat is to actually see what I do. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's, he went to the retreat. He ended up getting uh, sick because I I got sick the day before the retreat. And I guess whatever I had, I gave to him, but ironically, no one else got sick. I think the sickness may have manifested as a way for him not to actually see what I was doing so that he uh-huh. could like, you know what I said, don't right. ask, don't tell, like just have a right, 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 right. <laughs> But there was so much healing happening at this event. Like people were releasing like chronic illness and like abuse from childhood and things in their marriages. And like so much was happening and he's over there asleep because he's sick, right? And we get out of the event and there were some really tough conversations of like actually, you know, him saying, I don't know if I'm still in love with you because of this path, like I'm worried if you keep going on this path, like how weird is it going to get? And I was like, I don't know. And I, we, we set some boundaries and drew, drew some, drew some lines, but yeah, like to, this is a very long answer to your question is no, they don't understand. Right. They don't approve, but also that doesn't change anything mm-hmm. because I hid who I was for 30 years right right if you think from birth mm-hmm. to when I came into sure. my my psychic reawakening and I'm not gonna hide anymore mm-hmm. and if that makes other people uncomfortable or they like don't want to be around me or they you know aren't in love with me anymore like I mm-hmm. like sorry but also not sorry you know you're actually learning that lesson quite early in life because I know a lot of people uh it's not until they get into their 50s, 60s, and 70s come to that realization that uh, if you don't like me, that's okay. I don't need you in my life. I just need the people that I know love and support me. And usually that does not happen until later on in a woman's life. So congratulations for you uh, to you for figuring that out uh, at this point in your life, because it will make mm-hmm. things much easier with that realization. And I wish that uh, myself and many of my friends, the same thing that we would have come to that realization because you work so hard because you want everybody to like you or, 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 or change your 
yourself so they will like you. And it's like, this is me. I'm not, you know, for better or worse, this is me. Take me as I am sort of thing, you know, because there's plenty of people that do love and support you that you're wasting so much time and energy on people that when it really comes down to it, they're not going to love or respect or like you no matter what you do or whatever you change. So good on you for figuring that out. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah. So the, the the energy we're sitting in now is, you know, we have two small kids and my daughter, who's just barely going to be three in December, she's already showing signs of abilities. And he's asked mm. for me not to encourage that. I'm like, I, I don't how, know how not to, because if she has it, she has it. He right. says, I'm not, he says, I'm not ready for it. I'm like, you may not be ready for it, but she's definitely ready for it. Mm-hmm. But if you're asking me not to like pour it on her and just leave that as like an open door for her to explore, I'm also going to ask you not to discourage it either and not to make her feel like she's crazy or there's something wrong with her in the way that I was made to feel growing up. Exactly. Like that's, that's where I you do. Don't, you don't want to repeat history no, again. No. Yeah. Right. And, and then it's, and this is the conversations we have to have with like, say his mother and also my mother is they're both um, devout Christians, which is great for them. That's a beautiful path. And I have no problem with that. Like we still take our kids to church, but it's that I don't want for my kids, specifically my daughter, to feel that there's something wrong with them. Right. Because of this gift that they've been given. Right. Yeah. Mm. You know, when you were talking earlier about uh, how a lot, especially Christian people, and, and I'm a Christian myself, uh, but I have never felt this way. But growing up in the church, when you when they talk about psychic abilities and that sort of thing, it, you know, it, automatically human people in human interpretation i guess i should say says that those things are sinful and there was a friend of mine i was in college and she said she said patty i'm gonna go have my my tarot cards read would you like to go along and right away i mean it was like red lights flashing because of how i had been raised and taught that oh my gosh that that that's sinful that's devil worshiping blah blah blah. but there was still something inside that said what's it going to hurt to watch i said well i I don't want to have my cards read but sure i'll go and because i was curious i mean sure i'll i'll go see what this is all about and uh so we go up to see this gentleman and uh one of the first things that i notice is that uh he does not ask her for any payment and he makes the comment that he believes that his psychic abilities are a God-given gift. And if she chose to pay him anything after the reading, that was strictly up to her. But because it was a gift from God, he did not charge people. So right away, before she's even getting this reading, I'm like, well, that's different from what I was taught, you know, or what I've been told. And so um, so as he is doing her reading, um, I know enough about her that I'm thinking now, now this is, this is like in the eighties. So this is before social media. So it's not like he could get online to learn all these things about her. And as he is reading her cards, I'm just like, you gotta be kidding me. You know? And even she's just like, wow. And and she had been to this guy before several other times throughout the years. And I I'm just, I'm just floored with what he is saying. 
And uh, so when her reading gets done, she turns to me and she says, do you want him to do your reading? And there was something inside of me that said, and out loud, I I almost surprised myself and I go, yeah, I would like that. That I, I was not expecting that at all. And so I sit there and he he's doing my cards. Now, once again, I've never met this man. This is before, like you said, this is the early 80s. So there's there's not the internet and all of the other things that we have today to be able to check things. And the things that this gentleman said and the things that he he had told me about myself, I I was I it, I I was shocked, I was amazed, I was intrigued. I I could not believe it. And I will say in that moment of time, it changed my view on all of that. And so so I keep myself open to it because as you have said before, you know, my, my greater source or my universal source, I know as God. But what I have learned throughout the years is um, my God is not the only God that's out there. And, I, and I'm not judge and jury. And so what I am to learn when I am here on this earth is to explore and, and learn and keep an open mind to everything, because I don't believe that there is any one way um, to your greater source, whatever that may be. So I, I'm just I, I, I'm so excited to have you on this this episode today, because I think every single person, if they really truly were honest with themselves as you kind of mentioned throughout this time together, I think we all have a certain level of psychic ability. Exactly. And if we're open to it, that could change a lot of things for us. Correct. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's pretty powerful. Yeah. Because, um, you know, when you talk about, the other thing too is not just being an empath, but I think there's a lot of people at one point or another, they do, if they really keyed into it, they would feel a power or a source or energy or whatever you want to call it in a certain moment, time, and space. Mm -hmm. I just don't think we know what, what it is or what to do with it because we never explored what that truly means. Yeah. Yeah. I have this I have this conversation a lot because so much of organized religion has taught us that the power is something out there outside of ourselves, mm -hmm. but there's no separation between us and the divine. The veil right. has been torn. Mm -hmm. And so like when we talk about the power being within, it's because there's no separation. Like we are the power. We have the power because it, we allow it to flow through us. And so if, if we look at us, like from the Christian perspective, we talk about spirit it's the Holy spirit, right? Mm -hmm. We sometimes say like, Oh, like God doesn't talk to me. It's like, well, are you actually listening? Like, are you actually opening up and letting that in? Are you allowing God? Right. Spirit source. Yes. To speak to you. Are you allowing it to move through you? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Well, I, I know a friend of mine, her, her sister had just passed away a week ago and she was at her bedside and she said, you know, they were anticipating her sister passing away at any moment. And she said, for whatever reason, all of a sudden her hands kind of outstretched across her sister's body. 
and she she said she felt this energy or power or something it was just like automatic her hands just started going and the hospice worker said um do you do you feel an an energy happening and and she said yes i do and right then her sister passed away mm-hmm. and um just sitting and talking with my friend and having her describe that uh, it gave me goosebumps because she was so in tuned at that moment in time and making such a direct connection with her sister that she was able, I feel, and she feels the same thing of, of feeling her sister's spirit, her soul leave at that moment in time. And she feels it is such a gift that she was given that by her sister. Mm. I mean, that's, that's, oh, that's incredible. It really is. Thank you for sharing that. And and I really, truly think that all of us, if we really got in touch with our feelings, we would, we would all know that in some way, shape or form, we have empathic abilities. I just don't think that a lot of us know to put that type of, of term or definition to it. Uh, you know, people go, oh, well, my gut was telling me, well, I think that that's kind of the same thing, isn't it? Same thing. Yeah. And it's, and that's the thing is if psychic doesn't resonate with you, don't use it. If empath doesn't resonate with you, don't use it. Like there's so many other terms, or if you just don't want to use the label at all, that's fine. But just realize mm-hmm. that you do know. It's like mm-hmm. my number one pet peeve is, I don't know. I don't know. Like you do know. It's right. just that the answer is not what you were expecting or the answer is something not what you want. <laughs> to the, what you want. Or, you know, I talk about like, we are the channel, right? If you think about you being a sort of radio channel and you're tuning into what's for your greatest good and highest potential or God source universe, the divine, you're tuning your radio. And then there's all these other energies or entities that are speaking into your life. So your parents and what they believe in your past and your partner and your kids and the TV and the news and the media and the social media and religion and school systems and politics and your country's beliefs and all this stuff. It's like, okay, like imagine turning on your computer and your phone and your garbage disposal and the shower and the dishwasher and the the washing machine and the dryer. Like how well do you actually think you're going to hear? Yeah. Hear, hear yourself think, yes. let alone hear from God. Right. Yes. So we yeah. really need to take those moments and time every single day to be quiet and listen. Exactly. Wow. That, 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 once again, powerful information. I mean, very enlightening as well. Um, what would you say is the very best advice that you've ever been given by anyone? Um, the, first thing, <laughs> the first thing that comes to mind is uh maybe not appropriate i don't know if we're allowed to cuss on this show but um, you you, it, it, you you go for it. whatever 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 you need to say it's actually a um it's actually a meme there's a fake commercial for this pill called fuck em all and it's <laughs> like when when you feel like you're tuning into other people's opinions, expectations, projections, perceptions, it's like, have you taken your daily dose of fuck them all? Because it doesn't really matter <laughs> what anyone else says or does or thinks. If you want to go look it up on YouTube, it's a funny little commercial. But, but it's so true, right? It's bringing yeah. humor to truth. Yes. Yeah. Wow. 
I like that. That's that's some pretty good good advice. Um, when there are people <clears throat> that, uh, as I, I I refer to as yuck your wow, and I mean what it what you your your psychic abilities that is a wow for you. That is that that is how um, that has brought you through life. When people yuck your wow, how do you respond to them? I mean, I get this almost daily with my husband, but, um, I gotta let it go. Like their journey is their journey. And if they don't see or believe in what I believe, I just trust that they'll have eyes to see and ears to hear when they're ready for it. Mm -hmm. Very good. What would you say that you're passionate about personally and professionally? Oh, definitely helping people to discover their passion and purpose and bringing that to life. Yeah. Very good. And what is your purpose personally and professionally? Oh yeah. So this I got when I was telling you about like being in the shower and like, don't stop. There's purpose in the pain. I got my mission statement at that time too. So it was to become the best version of myself, to empower others, to become the best version of themselves. Mm, Very good. What would you say is your superpower? Definitely the psychic intuition. Yeah. Also, I have a knack for synthesizing information. So what I just shared with you is like psychic school in a nutshell. And psychic school is also a synthesization of all this other stuff that I learned of years and years of practice. So I have this ability to like take all the things and like distill it down and drill it down into something very simple and tangible. That is a, that's a superpower for sure. Yes. Um, how are you living your best life? Or as I like to say, living your best dash. Ooh, I'm living my best dash. I, it's a, it's a game, like the game of life. It's waking up each day and tuning in and asking the question of how, how am I being called to serve? Mm -hmm. How am I being called to serve? And I just take it day by day week by week, month by month. Like I don't have a five-year plan, 10-year plan. It's living mm -hmm. in the moment, being completely mindful and present in the here and now. Excellent. Any final thoughts or words of wisdom that you would like to share with our audience? Yes. Besides taking your daily dose, um, <laughs> it's uh, just, just knowing and believing that you already have the answers. The answers are inside of you. It's just, it's just a matter of whether or not you're listening and taking it a step further, taking that inspired idea into an aligned action moving forward. Excellent. And a very nice way to end our podcast time together. Thank you so much, Nicole, for being here today. I I have truly found this to be enlightening in on so many levels. And it was the perfect timing uh, for me to have you as my guest. So thank you so much for being here today. Thank you for having me. I know that there's going to be people that once they hear this podcast, they're going to like, I, I need to get in touch with Nicole. I need to talk with her. So how, how can people connect with you? Yes, please do. So you can find me online. My website is oracleacademy.com. It's a little play on words, aura as in, you know, your auric mm -hmm. field and then also oracle. So it's A-U-R-A-C-L-E academy.com. If you put a little slash quiz, that'll take you to a little 
two minute quiz that'll show you your spiritual superpower if you want to find that out. And then you can also find me online. I'm on Instagram as Nicole.Starbuck. That's N-I-C-O-L-E, little dot in the middle, followed by my last name, like the coffee, with but without the S at the end. And then I also have a free Facebook group called The Conscious Collective. Excellent. So uh, if, in case you didn't catch all of that, don't get don't get panic stricken here, because if you go to the description for the podcast, whether you're watching it right now or on YouTube or on one of the 10 podcast platforms, go to the description and you will see those links in the description. So all you have to do is go to it, click on it, and it will take you t- directly to Nicole so you can get in touch with her. Thank you once again, Nicole. This has been absolutely wonderful. And uh, I just appreciate er your openness, your truthfulness, and just everything about you. So once again, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much. And for all of you out there listening, remember to subscribe and follow this podcast. And I also invite you to uh, bring your friends and family along. Tell them about it as well, because I know each and every one of you out there, you grow and you expand from each one of the guests on this podcast. And while you're at it, you know, go ahead and hit that five-star rating. And I wouldn't mind at all if you wrote a review as well. I enjoy your comments. That would really be awesome. Don't forget to check out my website at www.pathwayswithpatty.org and sign up for a free Zoom chat with me or to get my Pathway to a New Beginning Roadmap. So until we meet again, continue to live your best dash and know that life's an adventure and I want you to enjoy the journey because your life matters. Thank you for joining us today and may God bless you all. 